I don't want to be a martyr. Nor I. I want to live. That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon you a rare gift these days. A martyr's death. The cross commands you. The blood of the martyrs commands you. I wrote them down in my diary so that I wouldn't have to remember. Okay, <laughs> see, this is the beauty of all this system, is you have no idea. Like, I clicked the button and told the little machine here to start recording, and it didn't do anything. It just didn't do anything. <laughs> Uh-oh, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Excuse me. You're in trouble. You're in trouble because I'm going to try to tell you about somebody getting burned to death while she is over there. Hi. Yeah, so the hall Cam- monitor is back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that from last time. <laughs> Cameron is sitting in. Hey, look, you have to admit, mm-hmm. it's been a while since you have been in here while I've done this, but you have to admit it is not as gruesome. No. As we have moved farther into the Middle Ages, we're doing a whole lot less of like plucking people's eyes out and ripping their fingernails out yeah. and, and a whole lot more of just burning them at the stake and be done with it. Yeah, a lot less torturous, nasty stuff. More just quick death. Well, well today, well, today we're going to change that a little bit. Okay. I have actual torture today. Not a lot. It's a weird torture, but apparently it is legit, so... Well, nails on a chalkboard is torture, too, so, I mean, it's legit, too. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, uh, like, I could deal with that. This is apparently oh. weird. So, yeah, I'm, believe me, I, I'm going to read this one later when we get to it, and you're going to go, that's what they did? That was that was bad? I'm serious. That's I'm scary. warning you now. The human body is a weird thing, and it is affected in weird ways by all manner of things. So Yes, it is. Okay. We are post-Thanksgiving. You got to celebrate. I didn't even realize, because I, I tell you guys, I record these weeks in advance, so I didn't even realize that we were celebrating old uh, old gooseneck on Thanksgiving, which is an appropriate it appropriate is. time. So you're <laughs> going to be reminded of him, because we are going back, back, I say, to Bohemia. And no, there is no Rhapsody. And yes, you're a bad person if you got that joke. <laughs> so if you will remember, because I know it hasn't been that long, but we are in the high Middle Ages of Europe. You are talking about peak corruption of pretty much everything and everyone. Um, we are still in the midst of the Council of Constance. We are not leaving it. And remember, the Council of Constance has been summoned primarily because we have three popes. <laughs> and you cannot claim to hold to an unbroken succession of authority from Peter to the present day and have three dudes claiming to stand in the line of that unbroken succession. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah. And they're deposing one another and mm-hmm. issuing papal bulls against one another. For those of you that have no idea what I just said, because I yeah, got the I don't. <laughs> a, uh, a papal bull is a decree. It is basically an excommunication letter. Typically, it is. it can be used for anything. It's a, for any declarative statements, but they are typically used when the pope wants to speak dogmatically and finally on any issue. So oh, if the pope okay. is issuing a bull against you, you did something wrong. Gotcha. You've, you've been called to the principal's office, basically. Well, when you have three popes and they're all issuing bulls against the other two popes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Houston, we have a problem. There's some confusion so, and delay. Today you're going to meet the guy whose fault most of this problem is. Well, most of uh, old uh, old Yanni's problem is. And yes, that's how we're going to start referring to Jan Hus. And if you get that 90s reference, you're not a bad person, but you're welcome. So we are going to talk about Jerome of Prague. And no, I didn't look up his pronunciation, so considering it's Czech and I'm looking at it as Jerome, it's probably like Yarame or something like that, and I have no idea. Nor do I care at this point. Now, you said this is what time frame? Because when you said Jerome, my first thought went back to the guy who invented zippers. Actually, he didn't. It was <laughs> Jerome from what's in the Bible. 
with church history who helped no, write no. the. We're nine hundred <laughs> yeah. years removed, from almost the, a okay. thousand. Actually, at this point, we're a thousand years almost removed from that guy. Gotcha. That's Jerome who wrote the Vulgate. Yes. Which, to put that in perspective, all of these Bible translations that are starting to come out in this high Middle Ages time are because people want the Bible in their common language. After a thousand years, the church is still officially only using the Vulgate. Oh. The Latin translation. No, that not that Jerome. Not that Jerome. Not that okay. Jerome. This Jerome is from Prague. He was born in 1370. He is another one of your bohemian uh, reformers. And again, no, bohemian has nothing to do with either downtown New York City nor a style of clothing. It is the it is modern-day Czechoslovakia, so you are talking about Eastern Europe. Okay. Now, gotcha. Jerome is a smart dude, okay? Mm-hmm. When I say smart dude, this is the list of places where he studied in universities. Prague, Paris, Heidelberg, Cologne, and Oxford. Ooh. Dude was like one of those professional students. That sounds like, kind of like your cousin. Yeah. I wonder if he's still in school. Probably. <laughs> Almost 45 years old and still Probably. a student. <laughs> and realize this, that we're talking about 1415 when Hus is executed. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Jerome executed shortly in 1416. Whoops. Yeah, smack the microphone. Born in 1370. You're talking about he's 46 years old when he's killed, and he's well, well known by the time he's 46. This is this is a dude who's been studying his entire life and learned some things. He is learned. While he's at Oxford, now, Mm -hmm. uh, pop quiz children, where is Oxford? In England. It is. Now, because he is there, he is being exposed to the writings of of anybody think they guess it? Mm -hmm. King Jimmy. No. He's not the around Pope. yet. <laughs> well, the Pope is in you Italy, can tell you're England. recording this with me before a, an episode a couple of weeks ago has come out. Yeah. The people listening to this are going to immediately say Wycliffe. Ah, uh, Wycliffe. I know John They're Wycliffe. immediately going to say Wycliffe. Well, he listen. Well, he doesn't listen. He reads Wycliffe's writings. Mm-hmm. He learns very good English. He actually spoke English without an accent. He became so good at it. How do you do that? Well, I mean, without, How do like, you a, speak without accent? Without a, ch- without a Czech accent, I mean. <laughs> oh, so I mean, okay. he became so good. I mean, he, 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 dude was like brain cells. Gotcha. Like he gotcha. had brain cells to spare. Okay. So wow. while he is there, he is translating Wycliffe's writings into the Czech language and then sending them back to Bohemia where they are being distributed. Okay. Now, this is work because, remember, this is the late 14th century, early 15th century. There is no printing press. I said Gutenberg's so, yeah, printing press hasn't he's, come about yet. He's, like, gotten trouble in school, and he's got to copy it a thousand times. So <laughs> he's doing that. It's very strong hands. It's actually Jerome's fault that Hus gets killed because it is Jerome's writings that expose Hus to the teachings of Wycliffe. So are you with me so far? Okay, so Hus Hus hasn't died yet. Well, when when Jerome when, is doing this part of his life, doing, no, but no, he's the one who. No. Yanni is alive and he is singing great songs and he is preaching <laughs> in Bohemia, and okay. but he is reading about Wycliffe's doctrines because Jerome is translating them into Czech and then sending them back by messenger to Bohemia. Gotcha. Now, okay, I understand. That. All of that said, Jerome comes back to Bohemia. And, of course, Hus is arrested and taken to the Council of Constance. The Council of Constance is like, well, since we're solving all these theological problems, we've gotten rid of two of the popes. When We've actually gotten rid of three of the popes and elected a new one. We're going to solve some other theological problems, so let's burn the heretics. That'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. He goes to Constance. Jerome does. Like, okay. he might, he's a known dude. Everybody knows who's writing the Wycliffe translations, and they know it's Jerome. Yeah. So he secretly goes to Constance. 
He offers, while in hiding, to testify on behalf of Hus and to testify for the defense, basically. He will do this on condition that he is guaranteed safe travel. That is denied. Oh, okay. So he's so, in hiding. So he's in hiding in Constance, hoping to speak on Huss's behalf if they will grant him a hearing and grant him safe conduct, meaning gotcha. they won't arrest him while he's there. They deny that. So Jerome sees the writing is on the wall. He's like, I'm going to get my butt out of here. He has letters from both officials in Bohemia mm-hmm. and in other parts of the Holy Roman Empire that should have assured him safe travel while he was on the road. Yeah. So he should have been able to get from Constance back to Bohemia safely. Mm-hmm. However, he's arrested in Germany. Okay. And when they arrest him, they make a spectacle of him. They oh. shackle him with, I mean, heavy chains connecting foot to foot. And then there is a third chain connected that goes in and latches around his neck. So the most demeaning way that they could shackle him possible, they parade him into the city of Constance when they arrive. So like he's in a coach, they get to the city, they stop the coach, get him out, and then parade him through in his shackles because Mm -hmm. we have arrested the heretic. So he is brought before the council. Basically, if you want to know what happened to him, go listen to what we talked about with, uh, with Jan Hus. He is given the same treatment. The only difference is his treatment lasts longer. So whereas Hus was just a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, this is um, this is Jerome's own complaint. What cruelty is this? For 343 days, I've been confined in various prisons. There is not a misery nor a want that I have not experienced. Okay. So you name it, they did it to him. Gotcha. Over the course of 11 months mm. in prison. Now, you're ready for the charges. Here we go. These are the these are the great crimes against humanity that Jerome has committed. He has ridiculed papal dignity. He is opposed to the pope. He is an enemy of the cardinals. He is the persecutor of the bishops, and he is a hater of the Christian religion. Those are the charges. Now, this is where this becomes really important, and this is one of those overarching lessons. So this is serious time, children. Notice how one through four on that list got you to number five. How is the corrupt church of the high Middle Ages defining love and or hatred of Christianity? Do you support the pope? Do you support the cardinals? Do you respect the office of the pope? Do you, do you respect the bishops that seek to become cardinals, that seek to become pope? In other words, Christianity is no longer defined as fealty to Christ. It is defined as fealty to a worldly structure, which we have talked about is not a biblical structure, but is a worldly structure. It yeah. is a system of society being imposed upon the church. And what happens is if you're not paying attention, if you're not being obedient to Christ and scripture, then what will happen is the pull of the world and the influence of the world will corrupt everything. Mm-hmm. Now, over the course of 11 days, Jerome is repeatedly hanged by his feet. Ow. See, of all the things you could do to somebody, that doesn't sound like it'd be that bad. My ankles. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're weird, so. <laughs> I have weak ankles. But, that just sounds, but like in oh, all no. the things, like, how, do you, how does hanging somebody by their feet, like, how is that torture? I mean, apparently it is, and no, I don't want to find out, um, but I mean, is it a blood rush thing? I would is think it, so. Is it, like, are they hooking you by your heels? Maybe it's the way they're hanging you. Maybe. I'm not going to ask. Yeah, they don't say how. So. So maybe. Over the course of, of this, Jerome recants. 
he recants his following of Wycliffe, he he denounces Hus, he recants all of his writings. They send him back to jail, they start treating him a little bit better, he recovers a little bit, and he's like, what have I done? So he retracts his recantation, so they decide to charge him afresh. Now, instead of five charges, Mm -hmm. he has 107 charges brought against him. But he's been in jail the whole time. Well, apparently that made him a worse guy. Oh, gotcha. Recidivism. So there you go. Uh Aha. So he is, obviously at this point he's done for and he knows it. So he he basically doesn't even try to defend himself. They convict him. They bring him to the stake. He is brought to the stake, basically the same spot they burned Hus. Mm -hmm. He hugs the stake before he is tied to it. Oh, sweet angel of death, maybe. (laughs) Basically, this, he's not afraid. He's going to be yeah, delivered to Christ. Yeah. So right. they yeah. tie him to the stake. They pile the um, the brush and the sticks around him, and the executioner goes behind him with the flame to light it. It's kind of a polite little thing, you know. Light the flames behind you. Let him kind of ooh, kind of sweep around in front. Yeah, I would. He think stops the executioner and says, "Don't light behind me. Light where I can see. If I were afraid, I would have not come to this place." Oh, that's a dude. Yeah. His last words. Luckily, they um, they use dry timber. That's been a mistake that executioners have made through the years and not use the right wood, and it takes too long. So they use the right timber. They lit it. It goes up. And his last recorded words from the onlookers, this soul in flames I offer Christ to thee. Again, I say, that's a dude. That's a dude. That's a dude right oh, there. Wow. So you're talking about a smart guy who could have figured out how to get out of it, could have figured out how to talk his way out of something, could have just acquiesced, but knew the truth, and the truth set him free to the point that he was faithful even unto death. Once again, Christian, you know the lesson. The same Holy Spirit that empowered Hus is the same Holy Spirit that empowers Jerome, is the same Holy Spirit that empowers you. Why is he just a dude? Because his faith is in Christ and is Christ alone, and he is resting upon the truth of the Scriptures. He is not afraid of what man may do, because he is secure in the kingdom that God has provided. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.